0: Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby and I'm here with the beautiful Torina Warby.
1: Hello out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is going to be kind of our, uh, I don't know, holiday special for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we just want to start off by saying happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody enjoyed it. All right. Um, mm-hmm. If you're receiving this on Saturday, then this is kind of an important day in the markets because this is what is going to be... Con- you know, uh, well, Friday was important cause that's black Friday. And, uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: everybody's excited about black Friday. Everybody. Well, you know. Yeah.
0: We're going to see, we're going to see how excited they are, you know? So one of the things that we've been uh, tracking is, is how quickly people are running out of room on their credit cards because that's according to the, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, a lot of the economists that have been expecting to see a slowdown in the retail market, you know, that's been one of the things that they've been looking at as a marker as to when, um, when we're going to see, I don't know, the American public stop spending. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's that spending that's been keeping the markets up. We're going to see if it continues and, um, how long that continues. Well, And
1: I think it's also the sentiment of the markets. I mean, people are, are feeling good. They're feeling positive. Um,
0: well yeah and, and that's true so, you know that the sentiment has a lot to do with it the fact is is that is that markets go down because people sell and mm-hmm. if people are feeling good about the way things are going then they don't sell
1: Well and you they have an, you have an article out there that was like Bank of America or or not Bank of America but um <laughs> that was like 2024, we're going to break 5,000. Ooh, am I jumping ahead? No, See? no, no.
0: Bank of America did put out, and I didn't put that
1: in there. You didn't put it in, in there. You know, and so, the I mean, here, yeah. so if someone's been reading it and they're investors and they're going to be like, oh, yay, I'm going to get in now because it's a deal, which it could be a deal. If it's going to go up to 5,000, man, it's a great deal. That's, oh, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. and- We've never been at 5,000 before. Yeah. And the last time- Let's see, it went to 4,700 mm-hmm. um, in, I believe, 2020, 2022. Uh, I can't remember. It, it was, was in December. It was
0: 2021. Well, no, uh, the beginning of 2022. You're
1: right. Yeah, yeah. And it was in December. And then um, it, so, anyways, I mean, yeah, so it and has it been out. And then it kind of topped down. out. And it, it went down. And so it's kind of an exciting time to see yeah. what the ES is going to do or the SP 500. It's all the same.
0: <laughs> oh, <my laughs> the anyways. es look i've yes. got her indoctrinated yeah <laughs> she's uh, yeah so the es is the futures it was
1: 2021 december was
0: 2021 yeah mm-hmm. so right um so yeah the es is the s&p 500 in the futures, futures market, market. Yeah. All right. So on the Chicago exchange.
1: Yeah. And, and it all depends on what like chart you're reading because sometimes it has an, an exclamation point. So when I'm on the futures market chart and I'm looking at it and stuff and I see the exclamation point, I'm like, yes, <laughs> like, it's built to go up. Oh, that's what I think. Anyways. <laughs> yes. Well, silly. everything
0: is built to go up and it can't help it, especially with inflation, right? Mm-hmm. Inflation pushes uh, prices up yeah. even if everything stays the same. Mm-hmm. In You know, in terms of the same profitability level, things like that. Um, You know, and so that's absolutely right. As long as we have inflation, we are going to have an upward trend in the markets, no matter how small.
1: Really? Because I thought you were thinking it was the other way, like things would go down.
0: No, value is affected. Okay. So what you can buy with the money that you get. But assets are assets. And by definition, inflation increases the price of assets.
1: Uh Ah, Now I see. Bah-ha-ha.
0: Right. So whether you're talking about chocolate or a company that built that makes the chocolate, inflation is going to affect both. Over
1: if they time. can withstand the inflationary, yeah, as long pressures. as they can
0: withstand the yeah, the, well, the economic troubles that come with inflationary with, oh, pressures. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as we see the Fed being able to wrangle this now, and I'm not absolutely sold that this is wrangled. I'm going to uh, be very interested to see you know, what happens with, with energy? Because if we see energy boosting back up into the 120s and things like that, then we're yeah. going to see a resurgence of, of inflation because it's just such a large part of our economy and the costs of the economy.
1: Well, and you're going to see them want to keep it down during during the holidays. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. nobody wants to like, be traveling and be like oh my gosh you pay well, five six dollars a gallon uh, for gas only, or whatever my plane tickets like you know triple yeah. past. well not only that but we've watched
0: the oil reserves trickle down and trickle down and trickle down and during election cycle years you know n- no party no standing party wants to see uh, oil prices jump because they're usually blamed for it Right. Yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Evacular. Carter was blamed yeah. for
1: it. Like, I remember, you know, being like, Jimmy Carter and the gas, you know. <laughs> he's a good guy, you know. And, like, I mean, my parents didn't vote for him. I was too young to vote for Jimmy Carter or not. Just saying that, putting it out there, I know some of your listeners are very conservative and would never have voted for Jimmy Carter. Yeah. But anyways, good guy, good guy. But unfortunately, the inflationary pressures booted him out.
0: Yes, and especially the oil prices. So, it was the oil prices. Yeah. Yep. So you know, what no was it standing like? Like party. twenty-five
1: cents a gallon, and then it went up to a dollar, and everybody and like that's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. money back then. Well, and crazy.
0: there were shortages, right? There were there, there were, were shortages. And, stuff. and some of that was policy, but we're not going to get into that. That's this is not the forum for a history lesson. I caused you to <laughs> digress.
1: There we go. I digress. Anyway. Even
0: though I would happily go along with it because I'm that kind of nerd. Yeah. <clears throat> but. No, um, you know, so we're watching the markets. Yeah. So (laughs) we're watching the markets and I'm watching some of the energy sectors to see what happens because I think that's really going to play into a lot of what we see in the inflationary pressures in the future. Yeah. All right. Um, Now, uh, going back to the S&P 500 or ES, as you would like to call it, right? A couple of weeks ago in the weekly podcast, I indicated that if the S&P 500 gets passed, uh, 4,565, mm-hmm. then it breaks a level where it's likely going to, you know, close, uh, get close to, if not surpass August highs, you know, which was at 4,600. Yeah. Um, and I stand by that, by the way. However, this week. Does
1: that mean that's going to happen? No. Maybe not. No, but I'm he stands if, by it. If, if it does, it, he's like, if. I feel like it would okay.
0: happen. Now, okay. Now, if it turns around before the 6,500 and heads back down
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, in earnest, then yeah, it's just going lower, right? Mm. It's going to surpass the October lows. Oh. I, I know. But that's how markets work. It's very orderly when it comes down to it. You know.
1: Well, that's where people want to get stuff for sale. I mean, institutions want to get it for that yes. price, so yes, there you that's go. that's right. And you know what? They may push it down because they're like, you know what? If we're going to 5000 baby, I want to get <laughs> a really good price on my futures contract well, that's going to expire yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, in this the is quarter. something
0: Yeah, this is something we've heard before. Um, and I don't think institutions who have been around for a long time really put a lot of stock in In what, you know, other institutions say, especially to the general public.
1: Oh, definitely not. But, you know, but, you know, it's a wink and a nod like, yeah, we're all going to do it. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe they're just setting people up for the fall. And that could happen. And then they can say, well, I didn't know. You know, mm. winking and yeah. nod to everybody else. We just set yeah, it up can't for you guys. Control the markets, you can't even though they do it, it on
0: a daily basis.
1: Somehow they do it; they're yeah. amazing. All
0: right. So anyway, this week we closed out pretty close to that mm-hmm. forty-five sixty-five number. We closed out at uh, four thousand five hundred sixty-two, just three dollars away. <sighs> right. Um, before dropping back down the next day to forty-five thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so you're talking about
1: today. Or yesterday. Well, yeah. Or or Friday.
0: So, yeah, we're doing this on, on what is today? Tuesday. We're doing this on Tuesday this week, right? I'm not going to publish it for a couple of days, but we're doing this on Tuesday before the holiday because we don't want to come back in on Friday. (laughs) We love you all. Especially Friday evening, which is when we typically do it, right? Yeah. Right after the market wrap. Um, But this week, it doesn't matter. Because we're going to ignore the next three days in the markets. Do you know why? Of well, course not, you know
1: why. I'm not going to ignore it because I have a dividend coming in on the 24th, and that's when you lock <laughs> it in. So if if my price goes up and then it tanks, I'm thinking out. I'm gonna. I'm going to be counted for the dividend. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to sell it. You're gonna sell it. Yeah, okay. probably. I don't know. It. I'm. I'm thinking about going in a different way. So I was just like i held on to this stock long enough. <laughs> I I want the dividend and then I'm going to sell it. There you go.
0: All right. Well, anyway, the reason that, um you know, the, the markets are as orderly as they are is because of what we call the market makers. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, th- these are trading houses and banks large enough to give real influence to the prices in the markets. And if the market makers are not active, mm-hmm. which happens during, you know, the holiday periods, they just... They, they all go and take a holiday. You
1: guys are right? probably hearing my chair squeak. Yeah, because you're yeah. like, dude, I need a break. I want to go party. I yeah. want to hang out with my family or friends, you know? Right. And, and so chicken. if they're not
0: active, if they're not putting their money in the markets, which is what's going to happen over the next three days, you know, then the markets are left to the whims of the general
1: public. Well, okay, not all the markets. So let's be honest here. Okay, the Forex market, it doesn't give... No, no a crap no. about. It, I'm sorry. It doesn't care that the U.S. is going on vacay. That's it doesn't. Right. That's the, right. The euro. So maybe you don't want to do the euro USD. Maybe you want to do the euro and and the Aussie or the yes. Canadian dollar in the euro. But well, like, so you could still trade that.
0: You, you could. You could. So so let me explain. When I say the markets. All right, in, in Futures, investing parlance, options, and I know I should have explained stock. this earlier, but investing parlance, that is specifically the S&P 500. Oh, okay. All right, because it's 505 of the best performing stocks, and so it's considered the overall market average.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, the NASDAQ is only tech stocks, and so that's simply tech sector, but mm-hmm. the S&P 500 has some of everything. Yeah. So it's considered the markets.
1: It's a conglomerate. It's Would that be yeah. a conglomerate? Or more of a collage. Uh, it's a it, collage. Think
0: of it as, as a much better performing mutual fund than than other mutual funds. Okay. Yeah. And think you of can buy as a into mosaic. it just like a mutual fund.
1: I'm going to think of it as a mosaic. There you go.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. That, that, however that works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you and your
1: artsy-fartsy <laughs> mind go ahead. Go there. <laughs> okay. So
0: when the market makers are not active, like during the holiday periods, mm. then the prices of the markets you know, will wander yeah. because what's left is the general public. And the general public, they're disparate, right? Mm -hmm. They have no concentration of effort. They're just kind of emotionally trading. Mm -hmm. And if they're emotionally trading, then they can run the prices up. If they see something go up, then on very little volume, they can run Mm -hmm. it up. Mm -hmm. If they see something go down, then they can run it down on, you know, on fear. But very little money and trading is required uh, to do that when nobody else is trading against them. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the price in the market is simply a reflection of where the last purchase um purchase price was. Right. And so if there's only like two people and both of them are scared or one's really scared and letting it dive, then yeah, hey, it can go a ways down if it wants. Or, you know, same thing on the way up. That's and so true. if the market makers are out, you know, not trading, then then we don't really have a lot of order to the markets, and we're going to ignore the next three days because they're just not there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so, and
1: I just want to go home and you know cook my turkey and make some pies and sit around. So there well, you go. We're going to start that pretty. Except soon. For I'm not going to sit around this weekend. I'm going to be working <laughs> all weekend. Like, I mean, like you know. I know.
0: I saw your list.
1: I had a list. A housework list. In fact, list. I'm
0: not going to be sitting around either.
1: Neither. I, saw your list. I know you saw my list. <laughs> That's the way life goes. Ha ha ha. Oh. Hey, I gotta take a call. Just a minute.
0: Anyway, to understand this dynamic, I just you know want to want to do this. There are basically three types of players in the markets that have influence. Okay. All right. Uh, there are the market makers, mm-hmm. the professional traders. Okay. Who usually just follow the market makers, so I don't mm-hmm. know how much influence they have. You know. Um, and then there's the retail traders, or what the market makers call the public money. Okay. Now, of the three of them, the public money actually is largest. And could move the market the most. Hmm. All right. However, because the public doesn't, doesn't get move together. together. <laughs> yeah, they don't move together. They're they're disparate, right? They, they just kind of do they're they're working individually. They have no concentration of effort. And so
1: We don't work as a hive. We don't basically. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking of that book by by oh sorry I shouldn't even brought it up. It was that uh orson scott card book i can't even remember what it is but anyways we're, we're <laughs> they finally figure out the aliens they work as a hive oh, they, they have one brain or maybe yeah. no no
0: no you're you're and right it was, it was uh it was ender's ender's game not, no not ender's game i'm it sorry was it was ender's game was it ender's game yeah yeah ender's game yeah great book and, and that series yeah that's right anyways
1: anyway. so we don't work as a hive no, unfortunately the general
0: public has no concentrated effort that's right all right now the market makers well, they, they all come a into hive. a trade, yeah, and and what they're <laughs> what they're putting into it in any given day might be four hundred thousand dollars, right? All four hundred. I'm not. I'm sorry, not four hundred thousand, four hundred million dollars. Yeah, million. That's that's a little bit different.
1: Million dollars yeah.
0: <laughs> because they're deploying that all at one asset. Yeah, that does move the price very, you know, very effectively.
1: It does. It's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so when the market makers act, they act in a concentration of money, and then they kind of all pile on together. And so what yeah. we see, in they the markets, work as a
1: hive. But guess yeah. what? No one like they send the message down to their like people and say, "Hey, this is where we're buying. This is where we're getting out, or whatever." Right to their company, but magically, other companies know too. So whatever. Well, and okay. We am had I Greg being conspiri- conspiracy? Yeah, we had Greg conspiracy. Hadley here, and
0: <laughs> you know, and what Greg Hadley said is that you know he he was. He was a market maker, but he, he was. was five down from the Goldman Sachs guy, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, like he worked yeah. on the floor when, you know, all those guys were popping their fingers and doing the little signs and stuff yeah. like that, <laughs> the hand signals and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yep. So he was there to buy and sell and he, and he kept a close eye on Goldman Sachs. And when Goldman Sachs started to buy, he acted. That's when right. Goldman Sachs started to sell, he acted, right? That's right. Um, And, and so... <laughs> you know he was they were always working kind of in unity, watching each other, yeah, and, and that 's what happens. So they pile on this money all together, and we see movements in the markets that are very discernible.
1: When the wink right? and the nod happens, boom that happens <laughs>
0: That's <do> right <laughs> So this is a form of manipulation and a very profitable one. It works right?
1: out great for them.
0: Yeah. So, you know, imagine an auction and a Picasso painting is up for sale. And the auctioneer site is the marketplace.
1: An early Picasso or a later Picasso? Which one? It doesn't matter.
0: Okay. Let's just think of a painting that everybody I'm just wants, kidding. Right? Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I like his earlier stuff, not his later stuff. So I'm not very, I'm not very cultured, I guess. Uh, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, Everybody's going. got their taste. Anyway, okay. so the marketplace...
0: Uh-huh is the you know is the auctioneer which is simply calling out prices right Right. all right and and is simply taking orders like a broker and a dealer Mm -hmm. they really don't care what the price is they simply care to get it sold right right okay well finally there are those that bid now think that the most profitable thing that could happen for a seller is a bidding war And so if the seller wants to be really profitable, then what that person will do, what that seller will do is sprinkle into the crowd, people that bid up the painting. All right. Working for the painter, but bidding up the, or not the painter, but the seller, but bidding up the painting.
1: Yeah. Do you remember when we went to that auction in Japan Japan, and people weren't buying the paintings? It was like their, and so
0: our CO was bidding against he us. He was
1: bidding against bidding us. And, and we were trying to help out. And we were like these poor little you were this poor little lieutenant, right? And the second oh, lieutenant captain by then. By captain <laughs> No, I don't think so. Anyways, you were just about to make yeah, you had. I had anyways, you had made captain. But like none of the higher ranking officers were like buying any of the paintings. So the captain started bidding, we started bidding, trying to get people excited. Yeah. And everybody was like, No, we're not doing it. So we were like the people. Yes. We were like we were the people. We were the people and we got they some were great paintings. We got some awesome paintings. Yeah. We gave some away. I lost one which makes me want to cry every That's time cuz it's my favorite. Anyways, but um it was just a small little painting. Anyways, nobody needs to know that. So, <laughs> but then the rest of the the rest of the um officers and stuff in this group, they were they were they were letting the price drop
0: they were they were yeah.
1: and and it was yep. unfortunate so so, so they the, they were the the institutions
0: well maybe but you know what the institutions really want to do is sprinkle inside the crowd crowd you know those those people that will bid in the way that they want them to bid right
1: and right. i guess we were sprinkled in the crowd cuz we were kind
0: of sprinkled in the crowd so the best thing that could happen for somebody selling the painting is that you've got people working for you that bid the price up, up. When and we did up, do that, right? We did that, yeah. And, and it
1: didn't work out, but
0: well, we ended up buying a few. more It worked than we out thought. for us, but like, <laughs> we
1: had some great paintings. But um, and we got—we were from, trying to help out. <laughs> we were trying to help out, anyways. But they bid it up, and then they, yeah. And then the price goes up, and everybody thinks, "Oh, this is a great time to get in." They get in, get in, and then all of a sudden, yeah. the sprinklers kind of magically disappear. Disappear. That's
0: right. Yeah. And so, and that, so that's kind of what's happening, you know. And and yes, obviously you know, what the market makers want to do in the markets is make money. They want to control the markets. Mm -hmm. And so they use this kind of action, understanding how crowd mentality works. Yes. Right. And by doing this, they can bid the prices up or slam the prices down through buying and selling action. Right. Right. And what they're doing is simply pushing the trend that's already there they are if it's going down they want to push it down so that they can get the best price and then once everybody has decided that they've you know they're done uh taking it down they buy it up and and send it back up well and And then use the momentum on the upside to push it higher than it would naturally go
1: so they can sell it off and so that's where you see the tail wicks actually so like when we were in the auction and we were trying to sprinkle around and people weren't responding right very the same few, thing very few tail wicks there very, well yeah. that's true but like <laughs> but so like if people were pushing the price in a way and an institution was like all right that's far enough you'll see a, see a tail wick yeah and then and then all of a sudden it just stops like the tail wick comes down and then it goes up and then the body of the candle forms and then it's over right yeah. and then the price goes up or down or whichever way it's going right And so, and that's an institution coming and saying, "All right, we're putting the brakes on this because let's see how far we can take this. We're going to take it. We're going to take your money. We're going to make everybody sick. It's going to happen fast, and then we're going to let you. And then we're going to start controlling price again."
0: So you know, when when I show people in uh, that three free three hour class,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when I show people what is happening uh, there in the in the charts, we I always get mixed emotions. Yeah. All right. So remember the first time you were heard this, you probably had these emotions. Number one, first there is a re- recognition that they have been manipulated. Oh, geez. And nobody likes that feeling. Right? No. Nah, nah. Nobody likes to feel manipulated. But then there is a sense of hope and excitement as the audience members realize that you can spot what's happening.
1: If you get really good at being manipulated, you can be like, No, nah, it's not, well, not gonna being happen. Well, yeah. like if you see if you see that they're manipulating, you can right. say Oh, I know what's happening.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so so as they start seeing, "Oh, I recognize that and I recognize that and here's what's coming next." Yeah. then it becomes very predictable. And, you know, if you can see beforehand where the prices are likely to turn or return to, mm-hmm. well, this is where high profitability profit trading starts, right? Yeah. And, and so it becomes a a huge gift because the market makers make things predictable. And predictability is everything, you know. So having the market makers in there, yes, they are manipulating the price. No, that doesn't feel very good to get manipulated. But if we left it up to the disparate public, there would be no predictability in the market.
1: Because we have, we don't, we can't read each other's minds. That's right. But because we've hive. got
0: market makers, things become more mechanical and therefore more manipulate or more, not manipulate mechanical and therefore more predictable.
1: There you go.
0: Yes. And I love predictability. I can't tell you how much I love predictability. All right. So I tell you all of this so that I can also tell you to ignore what happened in the market on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Mm. Because when the market makers return on Monday, then we're going to see which way the market actually runs. But The action over the next couple of days really isn't going to have much bearing on what's going on.
1: Well, let's just say that I'm sure Powell's going to be opening his mouth Mm -hmm. next week or the (laughs) week after, right? And so it's going to be kind of a fun thing to watch. You know, it always seems like the third week Uh. of the month seems to calm down but we're going in between two major holidays that are around the third week of the month so i'm excited to see what's going to happen but yeah. santa claus rally you know well, yeah so everybody so likes week. to get their presence yes especially the institutions
0: yes next week is really going to determine whether we have a santa claus rally or not because really? we are in that decision point right okay. if it passes uh 45 65 um, and stays above that uh, mm-hmm. throughout the day, not just wicks above that, but actually closes out above that, then we're likely going higher. We're likely returning to August highs and we get our Santa Claus rally.
1: Mm, that if, be- on the other beautiful. hand,
0: yeah, it dives off. Yeah. And it did on Tuesday, right? We took mm-hmm. a little bit of a dive on Tuesday. Th- that is, shouldn't be a surprise because the market makers wanted to get out, they weren't going to hold anything over a long weekend. No. So there was a bit, bit of a sell-off.
1: They were going to go to the Hamptons for Turkey. All right. <laughs> so they wanted to be out because they didn't know if the internet was going to hold. And yeah. there are storms on the East Coast. Not yeah. that they probably hit the Hamptons by then. No. But you know what I mean? They're like, we're going to go. We're going. Yeah. So, so, so they, they got out, out.
0: And so there was a little bit of a dive. Not enough to be convincing that, that, that <laughs> it's actually turning around. Yeah. Right. It was, it was what we would call an inside day
1: just kind of like meh let's get out yeah it's not a big deal we'll let everybody else work their magic during yeah. the week and anyway in, in
0: fact it closed at almost the same price it opened hmm. in the s&p 500 so you i know, need it to was look really at just that just daily kind of candle in, yeah it was really just an indecision point all indecision right
1: decision point yeah hmm. and
0: and and unfortunately for that indecision point uh that indecision candle mm-hmm. it's now we're going to have to ignore the other three candles before. You know? <laughs> so that's going to be a little bit frustrating. Yep. Anyway, so ignore it, but have a happy Thanksgiving. Okay. And on that note, we truly do have a lot to be thankful for. We do. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I just wanted to end relating what I like best about trading and investing. Okay. So number one, number one on my list. I love the freedom that trading and investing gives, okay? Because if you, if you know how to trade and invest well, then really it's an activity that you do when you have time and when you want to take the time. Mm-hmm. And because we've got markets that are open for 24 hours a day, you're not really constrained by any, any sense of, uh, well, I've got to do everything right now. Now, there are some markets and some assets that move better during certain periods. That doesn't mean you can't trade them anytime. Yeah. Right. Looking ahead to what the movement is likely to be. Mm -hmm. So love the freedom. Mm -hmm. Uh, You work where you want to because all you need is an Internet connection. So
1: a good Internet connection. Good Internet connection. (laughs) So so,
0: you know, I knew somebody and she loved trading at the beach. She'd just go and throw a chair out on the beach and sit down with her computer, tap into a satellite link and trade. And for her, that's that's what what worked, you know? So, yep. Also, you choose your own specialty, right? I know some people, uh, I mean, most people will trade on their interests. So what interests you? All right. Um, Is it, is it, it, some people, we had somebody here the other day, they just love Tesla, love Tesla. They are enamored with the company. Well, hey, that's tradable. It goes both up and down. And that means that there's opportunity, you know, in either direction, but there's opportunity. It's tradable. All right. Some people love metal, gold, silver, things like that. Well, guess what? That's tradable too. And so if you want to specialize in it and just understand very deeply what moves that market one way or another, be able to make it a little bit more predictable, Mm -hmm. then you've got something that you can trade. Some people love food. Did you know that food is I was just thinking tradable? of
1: that. Corn, wheat,
0: soy. <laughs> that's right. Chocolate. Mm. Chocolate. Who doesn't? Steak.
1: Coffee. That's uh, all pork tradable. Pork belly, because we all like bacon. bacon. There bacon. you go. Everybody, think, Everyone's yep. like, pork belly, what's it's that? It's all there. It's bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bacon. And, and it's and fun it's... to
0: say. It's fun to say. And so pork when belly. we talk about commodities, that's one of the f- things mm. that, that everybody talks about, pork bellies.
1: Yeah, even or, though it's not well and yeah, it's been funny It's trader yeah units it's not, maybe not it's, it doesn't excite people anymore <laughs> you know, like, go. anyways yeah or some people like forex like i i really i've been studying and getting into forex it's sure been a little bit slower we've been a little busy here yeah because um,
0: you love money and travel
1: <laughs> no because i just feel like well it's 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 a commodity that everybody's using right now. Anyways, so but I learned something today, and and it was um you don't trade on volume because because of the, in forex in forex yeah. you don't trade on volume you don't look at the volume because there's just so many exchanges in forex It's the largest market in the world, so you need to look at the spread. That's right. Tighter the spread, more of the more liquid it is. And I was like, I love OTA. That's what I'm thankful for. I love OTA because of what they're teaching me and the things. And so like, yeah, am I am I slowly excuse me, I got a little excited. But am I slowly studying the Forex market? I am slowly studying the Forex market. But the more I study, the more excited I get about learning it and being ready to trade it. So anyways, that's what I'm thankful for. And sorry, you can, oh, keep, no. you can keep going on what you're thankful for with trading, but that's you what I'm what? thankful for.
0: This is a This is a time for giving thanks. So anything that you're thankful for, go ahead and share. <laughs> I'm thankful for it too. Yep. All right. Yeah. Another thing that I'm thankful for, you know, with uh, trading and investing is if, again, if you're good at it, then it can bring security. Now, in terms of trading for a job, you know, hey, you work for yourself. So you're the one that lays you off if you're ever laid off.
1: (laughs) If you're not doing well, you're the one that calls it.
0: That's right. Cut the um, cord. <laughs> you, know, you know, and even in the deepest part of the depression, when 25% of people were out of work, guess what? The markets, they kept rolling on, which meant that, you know, if we went through another depression, people were out of work. No, nope, not, not the traders. They still have something that they can do.
1: They were trading. I mean, it wasn't as volatile, but they were trading.
0: That's right. So, and by the way, before you start rolling your eyes and saying something like, well, yeah, it was the depression, though, and so everything was down. All right, well, stop and consider, right? Um, When the markets are down, does that mean everything is down?
1: No. No.
0: And by the way, a good trader is ambivalent about the direction of the market. You know, sometimes it's even easier to trade when it's down. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, You know, the general public generally thinks, oh, I can only be profitable when it's up. Okay, well, um, most of the people that have generational wealth have it because of down markets. So, you know, if you're, I mean, almost any really wealthy person that you can think of that got their money in in the markets. um, Whole movies are made about this, right? Like the big short. Yeah. Oh, movies are made about this.
1: Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they ever do a movie about Warren Buffett and uh, Charlie Munger.
0: They should. I don't
1: they should. know.
0: I don't, someday. But maybe. Yeah, but maybe they're but they like, just we don't want one. our life, in,
1: <laughs> and they're like, I like Diet Coke, little kooky yeah. life. Mm-hmm. But
0: they just did one about GameStop.
1: They did, and yeah. I that one. I'm sure all of you guys have seen the previews. That one kind of made me laugh. Well, how much money did you lose? A billion dollars yesterday. <laughs> how much money did you lose today? A billion dollars. And I thought, because it's like beyond the puke factor, puke point for me where I'd be like, I am so sick that poor man. Anyways, but you know,
0: yeah. Anyway, don't that, broadcast will, it on, yeah.
1: on social media. If you're going to short something, you know, <laughs> yeah.
0: what there I right will say though, you know, about, um, about trading in a depression or something like that. One thing that you should avoid at all costs. All right. Is trading when you're emotional yes so if you you know one of the things that that always concerns me Mm -hmm. is when people come into the center and they say oh I want to learn to trade because I just got laid off and this is going to be my salvation you know I'm going to do this right uh and you know I look at them and think oh you're in an emotionally compromised here which means that when you get to the markets you're thinking it has to work out and you're going to give you're going to give your idea of where it's going to turn either up or down more weight than you should yeah right this has to work yes i've studied it and i've studied it and i i recognize it that's going to work that's going to work and you sell yourself on the idea and the problem there is is that sometimes you'll take a larger risk because you're so certain that it's going to work out
1: and then you won't get Mm. out of it when you should get out of it that's right and so you're still certain that it's going to turn around. And so I just kind of, I have learned that lesson in the, in the last few months is don't trade. Don't emotional. trade when you're desperate. And and if so you're it, emotionally you know, compromised, emotionally you won't
0: cough. do well, right. even if you're a good trader. You just okay?
1: won't. It's just, you know.
0: Yeah. So get yourself into, yeah, go do some yoga. All right. Oh, Hit your God. nirvana before you go back to mm-hmm. uh, to the markets. It's just going to work out better. All right. I love the idea of outdoing the brokers, right? And I'm thankful for that. And so now, okay, now outdoing, you know, the brokers, generally the brokers will put you into mutual funds. And the truth is, is that outdoing the mutual funds is not difficult. There's lots and lots of literature on this. Warren Buffett talks about it all the time. You know, the best thing that you can do if you don't know what you're doing is put your money into what's called an ETF or an exchange-traded fund, all right? Warren Buffett says the S&P 500, just throw it at the market because over time it's beat all of the mutual funds, all right? Uh, So we're talking about, you know, tickers like SPY or the QQQ if you want to do the NASDAQ, which overall performs better, but when the market goes down, it also goes down further. It just Mm -hmm. returns faster and... And harder in the upside. So if you've got some time, the cues might be good. All right. If you don't know how to do covered calls, then those are going to probably be the best thing that you could do. All right. Now, if you do know what you're doing, then there are many other things that you could do. All right. Now, I also want to say this. I don't want to get down on the brokers and I don't want to gut the brokers. Uh, They do what they're told. And, you know, they put people, they put together portfolios as is directed by by, you know, whatever the higher power there in their organization is. Um, in fact, we've got a lot of uh, people who teach people how to trade here that are what they call recovering brokers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Boykes is one. We had uh, John. <laughs> remember, mm-hmm. remember John. We even had him on this program once. Now, now I don't like brokers, and I don't like the large I brokerage like, firm. I like the ones
1: who you teach your classes,
0: well, yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm what I'm saying is, you know, I, I don't want to get down on the brokers, and I okay, I, well, I don't let's like, not. I don't like mutual funds ah, or the large there brokerage you go. funds, there the you large go. brokerage houses, there okay, that push the dog mutual funds. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't appreciate that because you know that they know that the S and P outperforms, and still they're yeah. pushing these other things because yeah. they get commissions for it or something, right? Mm-hmm. Don't like that. But the people themselves, the brokers. No, they're, they're nice people. Love them. Mm-hmm. Love them. They're doing the best that they can for you. All right. Um, but being able to outdo that takes just a little bit of understanding as to what else is out there. True. So I love it. Okay? Remember, fiduciary.
1: Right. If you're not going to trade your own money. Yeah. Fiduciary. <laughs> okay, there you go.
0: All <laughs> right. So finally, <laughs> the last thing that I wanted to be thankful for was okay. options. Oh, yes, because options are insurance and I don't care how you use them. Insurance typically works out well if you understand insurance. All right. So so you don't
1: care how they use them. You just care. You just want to be like understand options before you start using them.
0: Yes, yes. You you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't use options if you don't know what you're doing. You're always it's always going to be more expensive to you than than it's worth. But if you understand how to use them, then puts make rough times safe. Right. Mm-hmm. The put option is there to guarantee you that you can sell, you know, at the price, I don't know, whatever you price sell. you bought, bought it at. And therefore, if it's going to go down because we're in rough times, then nope, you get to still sell where it's high. That's right. All right? Beautiful thing. Calls give you the opportunity or give the opportunity to people that don't know what Warren Buffett knows mm-hmm. to still buy where Warren Buffett buys. Yeah. As long as they have, you know, some very basic rules. All right, so these are the things that I am thankful for and I want you all to have a good holiday and we hope to see you next week, all right? But if you would like to learn more about trading and investing and be thankful like I am, then come on in to a three-hour trading and investing class, okay? Uh, We have it on weekdays, we have it on weekends um, and here in the Phoenix area, then you get to attend in person. If you're not in the Phoenix area, we do have online online um, you know, uh, what, what's called previews. All right. And it's where we talk about what is out there in the markets and what the opportunities for trading and investing are and how to take advantage of those. All right. So there's an awful lot of information. Um, I love teaching these classes because I love seeing the lights come on and people say, Oh, that's how it works. Is that it? Yeah.
1: That's great. And there's all of a sudden renewed
0: hope for the future. And I love hope. That's another thing I'm thankful for is hope.
1: Except yeah. for I was watching this trading thing mm-hmm. and they were like traders hate hope. And I was like what? <laughs> Well we hate hopium.
0: Hopium. Yes. Yeah. Like oh it's to turn around. We hope that it works. No, no we know it's going to you know we know where it's probably going to turn around. We use probability sets, not hope.
1: Yeah, well yeah. I think that's where that's why they have stops. It's because right. they're like, I don't wanna be on hopium. I just yeah. You no, know, I have a stop. It didn't work out. This Fine. is what should It'll work,
0: be. but in case if it, it doesn't, doesn't, boom. Yes, yeah. we're out. Right? All right, okay. So
1: y'all come on in, learn something. That's right. We love to teach you. That's
0: right, and it's easy and for to our register. Students,
1: register for one of your classes. Oh, we're thankful
0: for our students too. Yeah,
1: super thankful for them. We love. Yeah, we love. Them. We
0: love our students.
1: An amazing yeah. options class this last week. It was. Phenomenal. And futures
0: class before that and core class. core
1: class. And so Ah. come on in. Let's get, let's. That's right. Come and take your classes. If you haven't taken your classes, we want to see you.
0: Refresh them if you're feeling a little bit rusty, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: One of the guys that came into the options class, he goes, I'm here for my yearly refresher. And I just loved it. He's like, this is when I come in. And I thought, that's great. That's (laughs) great. He's like, business is slowing down. It's time to go back into options. And I thought, yeah, you totally rock. Anyways, it was was fabulous. Go ahead. Outstanding.
0: Anyway, so if you would like to take advantage of a free three-hour trading and investing class, you know, just go to our website, www.tradingacademy.com. That's Mm -hmm. www.tradingacademy.com. And the classes will be presented to you. You put in your zip code. It shows you that either you are close to a physical class where you can come in and ask your questions or you're not and you can take it online.
1: Yep. All right. we forgot to say we're thankful for our teachers our instructors we are. and our employees they're just amazing amazing all group of, of people everyone that we've worked with has been amazing
0: That's right that's right so if you're out there listening we love y'all all right um, so again you know www.tradingacademy.com <laughs> and we hope to see you next we you know see you either in the classroom or have you on the program.